Hello, good evening, and happy Monday. Welcome back to Spinning Around with Harley Minogue, the weekly show on Area 3000 that's airing every single Monday from 5 p.m. You guessed it, I'm your host, Harley Minogue, and wherever you are, whatever you're doing, thank you for tuning in to our airwaves today for more conversations and mixes with dance music's latest and greatest. Now, people, let's get real here for a second. I want to acknowledge that we are broadcasting on the land of its traditional custodians, the Wurundjeri people. We respect your past, present and ongoing relationship with the land for the many generations to come. So friends, if you have a moment, and now is a better time than any, please consider making a donation to pay the rent or the Victorian Aboriginal Legal Service and help the wonderful folks that provide the much needed resources for the mob today. My first guest this week is a NAM-based former singer, now turned superstar DJ and soon-to-be producer. After releasing an incredible mix for Artec Productions and killing it on the Your Shot stage in 2018, she has been running the race across the very best parties and clubs in Melbourne right now. A favourite pick for NAM favourites novel, she has her badge of honour playing the cage at Revolver and has opened for the likes of Memphis LK, Brian Fantana and not once but twice for local trance daddy, Papa Smurf. And now, in the midst of producing her very first release, this rising DJ is definitely one that you do not want to miss. My guest is none other than Adriana Spaseska, aka Eldonna. Hey Eldonna, welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for having me, Jay. <laughs> that was awesome, awesome intro. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all very true. Uh, now, I am correct in saying that you have opened twice for Mr. Smurf, is that correct? Um, three times, actually. <laughs> three times, wow. Have you spoken to him in person? What's he like? Yeah, so um, Giovanni is actually a, a good friend of mine and he's a really lovely, really lovely guy. Um, just, yeah. Very, um, very giving and generous. Nice. Yeah. Why is it so hard to actually get in contact with him over social media? I can't find anything on him. These um, days. I think he's very old school. Doesn't like social media. Um, just, still got a pager. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. He's very um not. Yeah, you can't really. It's very hard to get in contact with. <laughs> right, right. Um, how did you get to know him? Uh, what's the story behind that? I used to do photography, so I used to be. Ooh. Well, I mean, I still do it, but I used to do club photography and stuff like that. Oh, right. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think I might have been eighteen, maybe, and I was. Uh, I did some photography because he used to run a lot of big events and yeah. um, and club nights and stuff. So I just did photography for his clubs like that. Wow. Um, what an introduction to the club scene as well as a photographer. You would have seen some shit. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad I don't do it anymore. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so, so I did that a little while ago. That's kind of how I know him. <clears throat> um, mm, mm. And then, oh, just a little disclaimer, I'm sick. And <laughs> this, is, this is actually not... I'm not usually this nasally. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, and then just I haven't spoken to him for a while. And then I I mean, actually, yeah, pretty much since I did the photography for him. But I had him on Facebook. Um, right. And then I saw him play at um, Pitch. And yeah. I, like, I sent him a message and was like, hey, man, like, you, you killed that. Um, nice. And then, so we kind of got in contact a little bit again, and then, and then a couple of months later, I get this random um, phone call from, and it says Giovanni's calling you on on Facebook, uh-huh, uh-huh. and I was like, this is random. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard from this guy in a long time. Yeah. And I was like, 
So I picked up and then he was like, hey, um, you know, Novel wants to do a show with me and they asked me who I want as um, – as a, a support and oh. I re- and I really want you to to be my support act so Hell yeah yeah so that's how that kind of happened and I was like what are you sure <laughs> <laughs> like are you, are you, have you actually heard my stuff like yeah. You, yeah um but yeah so that's how that gig came about yeah um, hell yeah. yeah nice so I I um I'm really I feel like I'm eternally grateful to him mm. um and I have a lot of respect for him for giving me that opportunity. Now, Adriana, Aldona, I, I know that music and performance has uh, been a really big part of your life uh, since you were very young. Uh, in fact, you actually sang with an international celebrity when you were just a little girl. Do you remember performing a duet with Macedonian Santa? Yeah, I, I mean, I do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, the first Macedonian musical for uh, kids, I believe, and you were performing a vocal number with who I assume to be Santa, uh, dressed as Santa, yeah. and, and yeah, who were you yeah, meant to yeah. be? Just just a random child or...? <laughs> so, okay, I used to do... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I used to do this um Macedonian. <laughs> I can't believe you found that. I used to do this um Macedonian drama group. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, called Bojilux. It was basically like a drama group, but in Macedonian. It was the first of its kind. Wow. Nice. Um, yeah. So I was. I can't remember. I was just like this little girl that it was. It was the night of Christmas, and I was waiting for Santa or something. I, yeah. I can't remember, but it was it was fun. We used to do lots of different um, plays and stuff. How old were you back then? Oh, I think I might have been 10 or 11, maybe. Was that the first time you performed in front of people? No. So I actually um, – I'm surprised you didn't find this. Um, <laughs> but I um, actually started singing lessons when I was four. From four, yeah, Whoa. Holy yeah. Crap. So I was, I was quite young. Um, there actually is a video, um, which I thought this is what you were going to bring up, but um, <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> but you didn't find it. It's, it's, no, it's you me. are safe. It's me when I was four, like singing. So that was, um, yeah, that I started performing from such a young age. Uh, wow, four years old. Um, doing singing lessons and yeah yeah I was doing that drama group but then I was also doing dancing as well so yeah I've just been performing my whole life (laughs) I'm aware that you actually um attended vocal art studios uh for like 10 years or something right and um yeah what's what was that original that you played in 2011 I I saw that you had an original piece performing uh on stage oh it sounded very sad were you heartbroken a heartbroken teenager I think I think it might have been this song that I wrote called The Less Fortunate, maybe. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It was actually, like, it had a good meaning to it now that I think back. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a little bit, it was a little bit morbid. <laughs> <laughs> what was it about? Can you, can you remember? Yeah, I remember it, like, fully. It was, 
I'm not going to sing it, but the lyrics were like, uh, think of the less fortunate, they don't get what we get, they don't have what we have, the less fortunate. So are you going to sit back and relax while we watch them work? That'll be, it, it, I think it was about like third world countries. Wow. You were so like woke that. at such a young age. <laughs> Jeez. I think, yeah, it was a bit, a bit crazy now that I think about it. Have you, have you tried uh, original songwriting uh, at all since you started DJing? Honestly, no, which is kind of sad because when I was younger, I used to Oh, wow. I have this book that is just like full of song lyrics and I would just write like song after song. I loved doing it. Um, Then I don't know. I just kind of stopped as I got older. I think when you're young, you just have all this time, you know. You have all these feelings. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What was the thing that made you stop um, doing, I suppose, like vocal performances Um, and singing as an artist? So I started, so I stopped at 16 um, Mm. and I think it was just because, I don't know, I'd just been doing it for 10 years and Mm. I kind of felt like, I don't know, getting older, I wanted more time to hang out with my friends and Mm. um, I was doing a lot of activities. Like I was one of those kids that I did like, you know, everything I was doing, so singing, dancing, soccer, tennis, guitar, piano. Jeez, wow. Like I was doing a lot. So, and and I'm super grateful to my parents for, you know, giving me all of that. But um, Nice, nice. I think it was just one of those things where I was like, I want more time to, you know, be a teenager. So I just kind of stopped doing that. But I do actually miss it. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it was really nice. And I obviously was quite close with, um, you know, a lot of my teachers and stuff being there for yeah. such a long time. So Yeah. When you actually started DJing and, you know, now you're doing like big gigs uh, with Novel and Thickest Thieves, what do they think about that now? Um, <laughs> yeah, they're happy for me, but I also don't think they, re- they don't really understand how, I guess, big the things I'm doing are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll just be like, oh my God, I got this amazing gig with this. And they'll just they'll be happy for me, but they don't really get it. They, yeah. They're like, oh, great. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd love to bring my parents to a gig one day. Oh, like, wow. I'm just waiting for the I'm just waiting for the right one. I yeah, think. where all the attendees won't be too fucked. <laughs> oh no, I've already pre-warned them. I've already said, you know what? Oh really? I've said, you know what? If you come to one of these gigs. You can't be judgmental. You have to just accept that people are just doing things, and but I'm not doing them. They're doing them. So. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I one of the and I'm sure that you've experienced this as well. But one of the funniest things when you're up on stage and you're performing a gig with those sorts of crowds uh, is looking out and seeing the amount of. <laughs> Very not sober faces. The creatures. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so to bring your parents up to the yeah. back of the decks would just be so nightmarish. For to be fair, I did bring my older sister actually. Yeah. Um, How was that? It was her. It was her first time at Revolver. Oh um, my god. 
she, the she, first she, time she, for both. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't really like those kind of things, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she, she had fun. Um, oh, she nice. said she had fun, but she was like, yeah, it smells in here. <laughs> <laughs> Re- Revs, like, we love you, but you stink, honestly. I'm like, you get, I'm like, you get used to it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I saw in your form interview with Marley, shout out Marley, obviously. Love Marley. <laughs> doing great things. I, I see that you're really good friends with her as well. Yes, I love her. She's she's honestly like one of the best people I've met. Um, Excellent. Everyone be friends with Marley. She's, <laughs> she's such an awesome, accepting, supportive person that I'm nice. like super grateful to have in my life. Well, I saw in, in, in the interview that you had with her, uh, that you were talking about in terms of the way that you live your life, you believe in the idea of divine timing. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm assuming there's implications there of like a particular sort of uh, faith um, going on there. You know, not necessarily religious because I don't know you like that. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to ask, do you also believe in this idea of uh, divine purpose? Yeah. Where Perhaps you were on this earth to do this particular thing. I 100% believe that, um, yeah, that this this is what I was meant to do. This is where my soul's, like, guiding me. Yeah. And um, I'm not religious in a way of I don't believe in, uh, I guess, a typical yeah. religion, but mm. I believe um, <laughs> this is going to sound really woo-woo. No, but, please. Um, I, I just believe in, like, I don't know. But the universe, I guess, and how we, um, yeah, like everything happens as it needs to at the time that it needs to. And, you know, if something doesn't work out for you, it's just not the right time. And um, that, yeah, everyone is here for a particular purpose. And I guess I have been on, I guess, a spiritual journey from kind of a young age. um, and still working that out but I think I'm the more I live my life the more I'm realizing that this is you know I think where you're meant to be is where you just feel fulfilled and um I think if you can do that and impact others lives positive positively as Mm. well then I think you are on the right track to fulfilling your um, you know, your purpose. Can we talk about your spiritual journey? Because, <laughs> uh, you, you, were, you were saying that it's going to sound a little bit woo-woo, but I, I can see that you retracted uh, some of your thoughts there in fear of uh, appearing too woo-woo. But um, <laughs> the the spirituality side of things, I you can always pick out the people that have done acid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Can I can I ask you uh, uh what me. what do <laughs> what what do you believe in in terms of like spirituality like uh do you do you, what do you think about the concept of an afterlife um, for example oh, afterlife I don't know I don't really think about that too much mm. I just more think about like how we are just we're all souls you know mm. and our body so if you think of it like uh think of it like a car you know mm. um and then you've got a driver so i feel like our bodies are a car and then the driver is our soul and and our soul is just like an energy and um 
I don't know. I just uh, it sounds so weird. No, keep going when I, because when I, I, I agree with it. every. I agree with everything that you're saying. Please continue. <laughs> um. Yeah. I just. What else? I guess. How do I? I I believe a lot in like the energy connection between um you know between us as humans um and i believe in what you put out is what you get back i guess so if you're putting out you know positive energy into the world and i believe that but you know not putting it out to get something back if you're if you're just putting out positive energy into the world into your everyday life um then I think that you will receive that back. And I don't know how and I don't know why, but I just believe that you do. Um, nice. Because I think it's definitely happened with me. How so? Tell me about a moment where you actually felt that and you sort of thought, oh, yeah, this is a, this is a real thing. Um, I think actually with my, um, with my music career uh, because – I mean, I've been doing this for a couple of years now and I've I've always just made like a conscious effort to be really supportive of those around me, mm-hmm. like r- really, um, you know, go to my friends' shows and, you know, su- support, like, you know, promote other people and um, not not in a way of me to, um, yeah, not in, not in a way of me to benefit off that but just – for the pure fact of, yeah, like, you know, if you just putting positive energy out there and um, I feel like, I feel like it's kind of coming back to me. Um, Let's talk about your production because uh, I have seen uh, on your Instagram that you are working very, very hard um, on a particular release on the ever so famous and beloved Ableton. Um, Also very bewitching for a lot of people because I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing on that thing. Uh, (laughs) It feels like a waste of money. because Yeah. Buy it and then you're like, what am I doing with this? Honestly, yeah. Um, What are you making? Uh, When's this all coming out? Do you have any details? I am working on like getting a good collection of original tracks together. So um, I'd love, so I'd love to, Oh, I don't want to say anything now because then it's like, I'll have to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't that a good thing? You're setting yourself that, uh, you know, that that goal. goal. My goal, my goal, which I don't know if this will happen in this time frame, but um, I would love to release um, an EP at the end of this year, like a debut EP. Um, But in saying that, like I said, that is – just uh, a wishful thinking goal. <laughs> it seems like you're well on your way. For sure. Yeah, I've got like a couple of tracks already down. I just need to make a couple more, I guess, and then fil- filter out which ones I really like. And um, like, do you really like any of them so far? Yeah, I think I do. I think I do. Yeah. I think I think they just need to be uh, fine tuned, like just oh, a little okay. bit. You know, just, yeah, just the little things here and there. Okay. Uh, yeah, cool. I want to ask about your name, Aldona. Can you tell me what the meaning of the name is to you? It's really random, um, and it's not actually anything that means something heaps to me. It's okay. It's kind of a long story. Um, I love long stories. I will try please. say it 
in the shortest way possible, but as you probably already realized, I am very bad at telling stories. No. <laughs> and, and I go round and round. <laughs> don't don't um, too much acid. Then <laughs> 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 I met, um, so this is probably four years ago. Yeah. So this was probably four years ago when I met uh, my ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that we, like, I don't know. I think it was the second time that, okay, hold on. I have to give the backstory to, so there's this TV show called People That Just Do Nothing. I'm not sure if I you've ever I fucking heard of it. love that show. It's oh, you MC Grinder. standing above him. He's got a microphone and it's pointed in this direction. I think it might be MC Grinder. Who? MC Grinder. Okay, okay, so um so there's this people there's this show called People That Just Do Nothing. Um and it's about like it's it's like a like, mockumentary series yeah, yeah. about this a group of D grade rappers um <laughs> and from the UK and they have this manager called Jabuddy G. Um, <laughs> And, <laughs> and um, so how do I? So Jabadi G gets this girlfriend. Um, this, she's like an import girlfriend. Um, her, she's from Russia, I think, or something. Her name's Aldona. Um, and anyways, he gets her, and she comes over, and then he owns this like old school computer shop, and. One day he gets to his computer shop and um, all of his computers are gone and so is Aldona. And he was like, oh, they've taken Aldona. He thinks thinks that someone's kidnapped. um, He thinks that someone's kidnapped uh, Aldona and taken all of his computers. What he obviously doesn't realize, this chick has like taken him for a ride and like just came came to the country, got a visa, then like stole all this shit. Um, anyway, so that's the backstory that you need to know. Um, then okay, so I was hanging out with like my ex and his friends, and this was probably only like the second time that we had hung out. Oh, okay. Um, and, and we were just like. It was just me, him, and his friends, and we were rat revs. And then um, afterwards, uh, like, he lived in St. Kilda. So, like, we went back to his with all of his friends afterwards for, like, kick-ons or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and it was it was 6 in the morning, and wow. I was just really tired. And him and his friends were like, oh, we really want to go watch them we really want to go watch the sunrise. Um, do you want to come? And I was like, oh, no, I'm so tired. Like, I just want to sleep. Yeah. Um, and so they all went to the beach. Um, they were all really big fans of people that just do nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, I was sleeping, and then they were at the beach, and they were like, hey, man, like, do you even know this girl? Like, you've only just, <laughs> you've only just met her. Um, and – Anyway, they so they like ran back, not ran like in a joking, in a joking way, but they ran back, being like, "Aldona, Aldona." Um, <laughs> yeah, they've taken Aldona. Yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. So that's where like, it came from. So oh, that's, that's kind so of nice. where it came from, and then like 
It's so funny. My ex introduced me to all of the rest of his friends as Aldona. Like it just became my nickname. I don't know. It just stuck. Um, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of his friends actually didn't know my name was Adriana until like, no shit. Really? a couple of months. Because, I mean, they're so similar <laughs> too. Um, but, yeah, and then so I did this DJ competition, Your Shot, and then yeah. they're like, you know, in the form, what's your name? What's your stage yeah. name? Um, and... I don't know. I just kind of, so there was already like an Adriana with, um, you know, uh, she like, she already kind of had that. Um, yeah. So I was like, okay, uh, I guess I'll just do Eldona because it's just like my nickname. Um, so cool. Yeah. Wow. So that's kind of how it came about. I absolutely hate when people ask that because, not hate it, but just, it's just like, all right, how, how long have you got? <laughs> Chabuddy Ch- is like, he is, the strangest character because sometimes you love him and sometimes you outright hate him. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> not only is he also the worst racial stereotype yeah, character, but literally. also the best. Yeah, like yeah. it's so, it's so weird the way that they can sort of balance that. Um, shout out uh, people who just do nothing. MC Grinder, um, <laughs> obviously greatest MC in the UK for sure. Um, <laughs> If anybody doesn't know that, uh, please check that show out. It is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's good fun. Adriana, I've rather Aldona. Uh, I have had uh, such a wonderful time chatting to you and getting to know you so far, and it's uh, very exciting to see all of the good things that are coming coming your way. I would like to get to know you even better, and so. In order to do that, I understand that the rules of society uh, dictate that conversation is generally the best way to go. Um, <laughs> and so we have had some conversation, but we haven't had real conversation, have we? <laughs> Let me get real with you here. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a series of questions that I feel like are going to go to the very core of your being. And I want to see what your responses are to get an understanding of what drives you. Cool. Please keep in mind to not think too hard about your responses to these questions because like I said with House Mum, if you think too hard about something, often you overthink your response mm. and your response is not genuine yeah. and you start to regret it as you go. Yeah. So let's get this going. Are you ready to open your heart and soul on spinning around with Hailey Minogue on Area 3000? <laughs> I am ready. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Cool. So question number one. Which of your flaws are you most proud of? This is actually something that I used to like really not like about myself, but as I've grown as a person, I actually understand it more. Okay. Um, I think me being such a sensitive and emotional person, mm. um, yeah, okay. I used to really get myself down about that and because I I feel things quite deeply. Um and and I always would be like, oh, why do I have to be like this? Like, yeah. why do I? But as I've grown, I understand, like, that's actually the thing that makes me so passionate about, you know, the people in my life and my, you know, my hobbies, music and whatever, is me being such a emotional and sensitive person because I feel things deeply. So. Mm. And um, how do you manage that? nowadays now that you've come to terms with it so i've done like i've done a lot of therapy Mm. um and i've learned a lot of coping mechanisms and so it's usually not the feeling that gets me down say it's the thoughts that are attached to it so Mm. 
and I, you know, I'm still learning how to do it, but I've become better at just understanding which thoughts are irrational and um, which thoughts are just like assumptions and, mm. and, and just seeing the feeling for, you know, also a lot of the time, and not personalizing with things and has it been a consistent nagging thought i suppose a consistent nagging negative thought that has stayed with you for a very long time and like continues to bother you to this day oh yeah like i'm not good enough oh classic yeah guys none of us are good enough <laughs> yeah we're all just hunks of meat literally, out of this, this crazy world yeah yeah that, <laughs> we don't even know what good enough is i know I right and it's i i'm a really bad perfectionist. Um, mm. Like a lot of people say, they're perfect. They're a perfectionist in a proud way, but I'm like, no, I hate being a perfectionist mm. because I feel like nothing I ever do is good enough. You know, mm. I always want to do better. I always like, even when I messaged you before this interview, <laughs> like, I don't know if this mix is good enough. Like, <laughs> it, it was just, yeah, it's definitely. Um, a thought that was. What about what about when you actually released to me the final mix? Were you happy with that? Even no, I was just. But you told me you were really no, happy. With yeah, that. but I was just like, you know what? Just, just. <laughs> but but this is the thing that I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be better at like not being perfect, and I'm trying to like I know even in this mix, there's a couple of like you know, off-beat matches or whatever. and Nothing um, I heard. Well, like to me, you know. Okay. But, but <laughs> I am not going to be like anymore. I'm trying not to be such a perfectionist yeah. and I'm trying to just let things go without – and, yeah, trying to be happy about it and not um, – deep down I, I always think that I can do better mm. or whatever. Mm. But, yeah. What's the way that you can sort of – rationalize to yourself to let it go is it the fact that if you don't let it go you'll never do anything or is it more that you have to accept where you're at right now and understand that you'll be better in the future what how do you sort of approach it i just think like don't be so hard on yourself you know mm. um like this is like yeah this is good and it's you don't have to be perfect um you know, what even is perfect? <laughs> what do you think is perfect? I don't know. In my idea, for example, say if I'm putting a mix together, perfect would be, yeah, I don't know, every transition is like flawless and, um, you know, all the levels are right and everything like that. But um, mm. I think in a way perfect doesn't exist because who who's, who says what perfect is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Because even if you can give yourself a definition of it, once you meet it, you're like, I can do better. Yes, exactly yeah. right. Exactly right. Oh, oh, yeah. So frustrating. Perfection. Oh, God. It's one of my, yeah, perfection. Is that why this e this EP isn't going to come out until the end of the year? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, man. With like that as well, I think I'm also trying to be more validating to myself. Mm. So, for example... Sometimes I, it's like I have to have someone tell me, "Hey, this is, hey, this is good for me to believe it." Um, oh, you need the external validation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah, trying yeah, yeah. not, I'm, and I'm trying not to do that. Like I'm trying to be more conscious of that too, because, and just be like, you know what, you need to believe that this is good, and it doesn't mm. matter what anyone else says. You know, mm. you have to 
you know, do you know what I mean? I do. <laughs> I have found that in myself as well. Uh, and I can sort of root it back to, you know, growing up from even my childhood, like the fact that uh, if it wasn't good enough for somebody else, then it wasn't good enough objectively. Everything comes from our childhood. It does. It does. <laughs> who, who was it that? Uh, was the external judge of all the things that you did? Was it your parents or the audience when you were performing as a young child? Like, who was that to you? Um, I think it was definitely my parents. Um, mm. My parents are very, like, love them to, to bits. Uh, mm. But, you know, they're also learning things themselves. And no, yeah. no one gives you, like, a handbook on how to be a parent. And um, yeah. they even looking back, I'm sure they would change things that, they did growing up too, but um, yeah. yeah, it was just like it was. It always came from a good place, you know. But I think they they struggled sometimes to show, you know, to to say when you did like when I did a good job at something. Um, so I think mm. it was always mm. me trying to like prove myself. Um, and I always I actually feel yeah, even to this day, I always feel like um, trying to prove myself, but. At this age now, I'm more conscious of that belief and I'm trying to cut that mm. and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. What's something that you have done that you'd recommend everyone do before they die? Go to a festival by yourself. Oh, for real? When when did you do that? So, I mean, I technically wasn't by myself, but I was kind of by myself in a way. Um, so, I did Rainbow pretty much. Um, by myself so I'd uh -huh. volunteer with um, I went as a volunteer with this group called Sea Shepherd I'm okay. not sure if you know yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. so Sea Shepherd is a um, ocean conservation organization anyways we Actually, had like pirates <laughs> <laughs> good pirates yes good pirates um, but we so we had a stall there um, but like the people that I went with were not really into like I didn't really know them that well yeah. and they weren't really into rainbow you know they mm. were like but i was into rainbow <laughs> and so when like you know we'd have little breaks during our um you know during our time at the stall or at night we'd close up and do what we wanted to um and yeah it was like one of the hardest but one of those amazing things i've ever done i reckon um yeah. because you are so um surrounded by people but you feel so isolated at the same time um yeah. and you don't really have anyone yeah I, I feel like I learned a lot about myself doing that um what did you learn about yourself I learned that I am I don't know I feel like I'm much stronger than I give myself credit for Yes. Um, and I also just learned about like my patterns and stuff and how much I rely on other people mm. and how much I struggle to, um, it, it was kind of a lot of negative things that I learned to so not negative, but things that came to light about yeah, myself. Yeah. So I, I, how, how much I struggled to be in the present moment and how much I just struggled being alone. Whoa. Um, Wow. Yeah. So, but it was very, it was really amazing. Um, I met some really cool people that you know I probably wouldn't have met if I was with with a group of friends or, or 
Sure. But I think the hardest thing for me was just like, say if I was if I was dancing, um, say if like a good song came on, I, I like I couldn't be like, oh my god, like true. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to say it to yourself. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, literally, I'm like, this is such a good song. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that was actually probably that was actually made me feel the most alone when like a good song came on or like I watched an amazing set. There was no one that I could be like, how good was that? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, sharing that with someone. Um, but yeah, I think it's a really um, incredible experience. Also, you just experience the festival from a different point of view like you're not just there getting like messed up with your friends mm. you're like um yeah I don't know you see so many other sides of the festival I find that like especially rainbow it's a, like real beautiful festival mm-hmm. um shout out rainbow so I feel mm. yeah yeah so I think doing doing that I feel like everyone um everyone's gonna do it <laughs> can I ask you why do you think that you struggle to be alone what is it about yourself that you don't like being with? Um, I think now I think I I don't really struggle with it heaps now. I think I've really learned to like love myself and just be really comfortable in my own company. Uh, but growing up, I struggled a lot with uh, like anxiety and depression. Mm. And I think um, I was a very like dependent person. Um, like I depended on other people a lot to make me happy and, um, you know, whether that be like friends or boyfriends, um, I was always like really reliant on another person. Um, and I kind of didn't feel like a whole person without someone else there kind of thing. Um, so I, and that, I think it stems from like, you know, things with my childhood and uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, but through like therapy I've really uh, learnt how to be just on my own and actually really loving it and really enjoying my alone time and <laughs> a lot of the time now <laughs> maybe too much like I'll just like way rather just chill on my own <laughs> than do than go out and do things. What is something weird you do that you wonder if other people do as well? I talk to myself but like I, a lot <laughs> <laughs> like how often I mean, like all the time I don't know like say if I'm nervous about something mm. or you know say if I'm driving to a gig <laughs> or um and I'm just feeling so anxious um I just be like Adriana just stop like you're being ridiculous like you're gonna be <laughs> fine it's fine just yeah. shut up like you're being an idiot yeah. like just like I'll just talk to myself like that yeah and, or just or say if I'm feeling really happy and I'm on my own. Sometimes I'll like squeal and be like, oh my God, like I'm just so happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's so nice. That's really wholesome. Is your, because um, when you talk to yourself, I find uh, for a lot of people that do, me included, it's quite easy to identify the two different voices in your head, yes, right? Yes, yeah, and I think that's why I do it because it's like I, rash- I can rationalize and it, when it, when everything's in your head, it's like blah, 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 like it's this big, big ball of thoughts and everything and then when you, it's kind of like, you know, if you journal or you just, once you get it out there or once you talk to a friend or something, it's like, hang on, 
they, this is like, you're being a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, what, like, like, what are you, why are you even thinking that? That's so dumb. Like, do, do you have a name for your other voice? No, I don't, but maybe I should give it one. <laughs> Um, call it the devil sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> are they nice to you or are they mean to you most of the time? Oh, mean most of the time. 100%. For real? Yeah, wow. my default in my default in thinking is negative for sure. Like, and it, I actually I have to work really hard to be positive. Mm, um, mm. Like, I automate, and I think it's because I have anxiety, so mm. it's like got to do with that but mm. my default is always being like worst case scenario <laughs> like or like you know like why or like why are you doing this or why are you doing that or you could you know it's never not never sometimes i talk to myself nicely yeah. and i'm getting i'm getting better at it with like some you know self work yeah. um have you ever because uh, I, when I have those uh, thoughts that are very self-negative and self-hatredy, if if that's the official scientific term for it, uh, have you ever done this thing where you introduce a third voice that talks to the negative voice and says, "No, you're being ridiculous. Leave leave him alone." Yeah, 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 hundred yeah. percent. That's what I do all the time, and I'm just yeah. I just think the thing I think to myself is like. Wow, imagine if you talked like that to someone else. Imagine yeah. if you talk like that to one of your friends. Imagine if imagine if you heard someone else talking like that to one of your mm. friends, you know? You like you wouldn't be happy about that. So I'm like, why am I talking to myself like mm. that? It's not okay. Yeah. It's a really really hard thing to be able to do in terms of like stopping those negative thoughts from oh so hard yeah um and yet to know that you're putting in this work um to not only it must be exhausting to not only put out positive energy to other people but also to yourself as well um why do you think that you afford more positive energy to others and not yourself why why is that so easy to do? Uh, I don't know. I feel like we're just so easy to neglect ourselves and um, I think another one of my like false belief systems is that I'm a people pleaser. Um, I, I like to please other people. Mm. Um, so I feel like that's another reason, I guess. But, but also like I don't do it from – like when I'm giving – I think it's just easier for me to give positive energy to others and not myself, and I don't know why. I'm still, I'm still, fig- <laughs> I'm still figuring that out. But I think it's got to do with, yeah, like. Do you think other people are better than you? I used to when I was younger. I used to like, I used to put a lot of other people on pedestals and yeah. think like, oh, I wish I could be like this person or that yeah. person. Um, but now, no, I yeah. think, I think there's no such thing. I think that everyone is so unique in their own way and there's no better or worse or I think everyone's just who they are. And you may not always agree with, like, what other, what other people do, but it's got nothing to do with you at the end of the day. It's true. It's It's very easy to forget that. The fact that, like, something that someone else does, says or thinks 
is not out to attack you. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Either just being thoughtless, or they have just been raised this way, or etc. Yeah, and usually it like comes from say if someone is nasty to you, or it usually comes from their own insecurities, or they're they're usually hurting. Um, so I think with my I don't know. I guess my approach to that is always like just be compassionate to people, mm, be- mm. even when they're mean to you, because they're hurting. And if you like just send them love, then hopefully that'll help them. You've heard it here, folks. <laughs> the message of Aldona. Actually, that wasn't. Um, actually, I read that in a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, what book was that? Do you remember what it was? Um, it was um, the memoir. Um, Oh, sorry, The Art of Happiness, a memoir of the Dalai Lama. Lovely. Best book, everyone go read it. Hell yeah, nice. Shout out Dalai Lama, hope you're listening to Area 3000, (laughs) wherever you are, hiding from China. Listen to my mix, Dalai Lama. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be cool, actually. Imagine if the Dalai Lama went to pitch. I wonder what he'd think. Uh, But uh, no, you heard it here, folks. The uh, the wonderful Aldona Adriana Spasesca has given the word out and has revealed so much of herself to us here today, to me um, as well, uh, right here on Spinning Around. And um, I am just so glad that we were able to have this chat. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's one it's one thing to be able to listen to your mix and sort of understand who you are musically, but then to be able to do this and. I suppose almost in a proverbial way, see uh, what tracks are in your the library of your heart. You know? Like that's that's really nice. You know, yeah. I I see you as someone that has throughout her life has been through a lot and potentially is still going through a lot, and yet is able to move with compassion, working on it for yourself, but most definitely uh, doing so for others. Uh, You have so much certainty of what it is that you're doing with your life. And I think that's such a um, a necessary, probably one of the most difficult, but the most necessary thing to be able to do with one's uh, being. And so I congratulate you for that. Um, I congratulate you for all the wonderful, wonderful things that is happening in your music career right now, all the gigs that you're going to be playing, all the music that you're making, all that crazy good love that is coming from the creatures out there that have the <laughs> scariest faces of all time. So... I hope that you have enjoyed yourself speaking with me today. Thank you, Jay. This has absolutely been like one of my favorite interviews that I've done. I haven't done heaps, but so far this is definitely the best. (laughs) I really love just talking um, about just, I guess, spreading awareness about things and just hoping that other people can hear what I say and maybe relate to it or, you know, when you go to play somewhere, no one really knows who you are. You just kind of get behind the decks and you play. And also, I have such a resting bitch face. So oh, like, really? <laughs> <laughs> so it's really nice just to like kind of give an insight into who I am and what I'm about. And um, yeah, hopefully, people that resonate with that can uh, like. Yeah, hit me up and your inbox is going to be very full. I can, I can imagine. <laughs> I love like I love meeting new people, and I really just love connecting with people that are like into the same things. And um, I feel like recently I've just been so blessed with meeting a lot of amazing people, um, especially in this industry. Um, mm, yeah. Shout out to my friends Marley and Bella. Oh yeah, Marley and Bella. Hope you're listening in. Yeah, they're amazing ladies and amazing DJs. Um, 
and yeah just not just them but also a lot of other people that I've met that I've really enjoyed um being around so yeah. uh, I'm sure that everybody is going to feel the same way about you when they hear this wonderful wonderful mix that you've created for <laughs> us thank you once again it's seriously one of my favorite that I've done good well let's uh let's chuck it on right here for the folks out there listening right now you have been listening to Aldona the wonderful wonderful superstar DJ in the Nam scene right now coming up next at 7 p.m after this mix is Jean de la Baptiste speaking about a lot of the projects that are coming up including the wonderful festival Praxis so we'll see what's going on over there uh, folks you have been listening to Spinning Around with Hailey Minogue on Area 3000, playing Aldona right now. <laughs> 